You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. We're going to go back to the Psalms this episode. I want to look at Psalm 86. All my life, whenever I wanted to turn to a psalm that I knew I've experienced in the past, good times of prayer, Psalm 86 is on a short list. I come back to it from time to time because it has some basic phrases that I've learned to repeat over the years when I've wanted to pray certain things to God. And so we're going to look at a few of those phrases that are here. There is some difference between the ESV and the NIV because some of these Hebrew words are are kind of, you know, fluid in how what's the best way to translate them. So sometimes it's good to just I mean these translations are great, but sometimes it's good to compare and we'll do a little bit of that today because I've I've obviously over the years prayed this psalm in both translations. I do like the ESV a little better, but the NIV is a great translation as well. So let's go ahead and talk about uh verse 2 um, just to get to the point where David says, "Preserve my life for I am godly." And right off the bat, you might have a hard time praying that because we don't really think of ourselves as godly. It sounds, uh, you know, overly pious. It sounds a bit self-righteous. And to us, David sounds self-righteous when he says, for I am godly. But it doesn't quite mean the same thing that we think of when we think of the word godly. Uh, The NIV translate for I am faithful to you. Even that sounds a little self-righteous because we all know that in so many ways we are unfaithful to God. But to be to be godly is not the absence of sin. To be faithful is not the absence of faithlessness in some sense. But it's the intention of the heart. Because if we look even at this psalm, verses 3, 5, and 6, David is pleading for God's grace and God's forgiveness. And you don't do that if you think of yourself as godly in the way we think of it. But it's the same word that is for faithful ones in Psalm 50, verse 5. It says, Gather to me my faithful ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So if we think of the word faithful, it just means full of faith, right? It just means that we have faith in God. And so when God says, my godly ones, my faithful ones, gather to me my faithful ones in Psalm 50, verse 5, who made a covenant with me, by sacrifice, that helps me a lot. Because remember we talked about Isaiah 42, 6 a few episodes ago, God foreshadowing Jesus, I will give you, he's talking to Jesus, uh, 700 years before Jesus was born, I will give you as a covenant for the people. That Jesus came to be the legal relationship between us and God. His faithfulness becomes our faithfulness. His death and his resurrection become the basis for our guaranteed relationship, our secure relationship with God. Jesus has become our covenant. Jesus has become the basis for which we can come before God with confidence. He's our contract, so to speak. He has fulfilled the contract. He has fulfilled the obligation. So now we come back to this idea that those in Christ are godly, through our covenant with God in Christ. It's Christ's godliness that becomes our godliness. He's our covenant. And also, if you just kind of look at this and you notice the parallel here in this, so a lot of times when you don't understand a phrase in the Psalms, 
there's always a parallel usually that has the the meaning in different words. And so here, preserve my life for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. That's saying kind of the same thing. So again, we find out that being godly simply means that we have faith in God, that we're trusting in him. When I see the word godly or godliness in the Bible, what comes to my mind, the way I kind of get through it without having to think of self-righteousness is the idea of thinking vertically. I'm, I'm thinking godly. I'm in a godly direction in my thoughts. I'm in a godly direction in my hopes. I'm in a godly direction in the way I'm thinking right now. So let's, let's look at the verse again, because this is why it's always been a meaningful verse to me. Preserve my life, for I have faith in you as a way to say this. Preserve my life because I have a covenant with you in Christ. Christ's faithfulness is my faithfulness. Preserve my life because I want to think vertically. I want to hope in you, live for you, trust in you. Save your servant, the one who sees my life living for you, sees my life as living for your will. I see my life as wanting to live for your glory. I want to be one who serves you with my life. Preserve my life. Save your servant who trusts, who depends upon, who relies upon, who puts my hope in, puts my confidence in you. You are my God, David says. So here's verse two. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. I love that phrase. You are my God. I look to you. I trust in you. I live for you. I worship you. You're the one that I live for. You're the one that I trust in. You're the one that I look to. You're the one that I depend upon. I seek you first. I want you more than anything else. I want you more than anyone else. Preserve my life, for I am godly, not in the self-righteous sense, but because I look to you. I have faith in you. Christ is my covenant with you. I am secure in Christ, and so save your servant. I live for you. I am your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Verse 3, be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. The NIV says, for to you I call all the day. That's a word that means call upon. Uh, Be gracious to me. I need your grace. I need your mercy, Lord. I require your graciousness even to stand before you and to pray to you, to call to you, requires you to be gracious to me. Be gracious to me. Preserve my life. Sustain my life. Protect my life. Guard my life. Keep watch over my life. Be gracious to me, for to you I call. Verse 4, gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Bring light to my life. Bring joy to my life. The NIV says bring joy to my life. Brighten up my life. Bring rejoicing in my life, in my soul, because I want to live for you. I want to do your will. I want to serve you with my life, for to you. This is where we really want to think about this and say this to our own selves, really, as we say it to God. We give, we lift up, we submit, we surrender 
our lives to God. For to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Think about whatever it is that's causing you to ask God to preserve your life, to guard your life, to be gracious to you. It's because that situation is what you're lifting up. You're lifting up your whole life to him, but specifically it's whatever situation right now that causes anxiety, that causes worry, that causes some angst, causes concern, that causes some insecurity, or that causes you to feel guilt or causes you to feel regret or causes you to feel like you have to stay away from God. Whatever it is, you're asking God to be gracious to you. You're asking God to bring joy back into your soul, to bring gladness back into your soul, because you're saying, I lift up my soul, I lift up my whole life, I lift up this area that causes me to be concerned. I'm giving, I'm surrendering, I'm resting in you. I lift up my soul to you. And the reason why we want to lift up our lives to God, that we can give our lives to God, that we can surrender and submit our lives to God is because of the next verse. Verse 5, for you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. It says in verse 13 and 15, just because it goes on, for great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol, that's death. Verse 15, but you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. This is what God says to Moses in Exodus 34, and it's repeated more than any other passage all throughout the Old Testament. For you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding, overflowing in steadfast love and faithfulness. Great is your steadfast love for me. This is why I want to lift up my soul to God. This is why I want to lift up whatever it is that causes me anxiety and worry and concern or doubt or it makes me feel threatened in my faith in some way or threatened in my relationship with God in some way. I just want to give that to God, deliver it to God because he is good and forgiving. I'm again, depending upon his forgiveness. I'm depending upon his grace. He's abounding in steadfast love to all a call upon him. And so I'm calling upon you, God. I'm calling upon him because I trust in his abounding, overflowing, abundant, steadfast love for me. And so I have to get personal with God now that he is steadfast in his love for me. He is overflowing and abounding in abundance of his steadfast love for me and his goodness for me and his forgiveness of me. And so I can stand with this sense of confidence and security as I come to God in prayer. All right, so let's... These are just the first, you know, verses two through five, but let's pray through it. And uh, the rest of the psalm is a psalm you can read some other time, but we want to keep these things within a certain time. So we're just going to do verses two through five. And these are always the verses I come back to. There are other verses in this that I come back to as well, but these are sometimes you just have certain sections of psalms that you don't have to do the whole psalm. You're not trying to do a Bible study. You're just doing sections that resonate with you. So let's pray through verses two through five and... Uh, I'll lead you in that time now. Again, you can always look at the show notes for the verses. You can follow along or you can just sort of let me lead you in prayer. The main thing we're trying to do here 
is take this prayer that was written by the Holy Spirit and realizing that the Holy Spirit wants to do something in our soul and do something in our heart through these words. And when we pray them, we come in contact with them in a special kind of way that binds us to God and binds our hearts to Him, enlightens our soul, brings light to our lives, and makes God more real to us because it's filled with His Spirit as we pray it. He become filled with His Spirit. And so let's do that now as we pray this. Lord, I pray that you would preserve my life, guard my life, protect my life, watch over my life. I know that you promise to be with me always and to watch over me always, and nothing comes to me that doesn't pass through your hands first, but I pray to you that you would preserve my life, that you would guard me, that you would keep me, that you would protect me. For I have faith in you. I am godly in the sense that toward God is my my hope. Toward God is my reliance. Toward God is my trust. Toward God is my belief. And I trust in you, but I know that your covenant with me through Jesus, Jesus' righteous life, Jesus' death on the cross, Jesus' resurrection is the legal basis. It is the secure basis. It is the guarantee of your relationship with me. And so in Christ, I come to you. In the name of Jesus, I come to you. Not my own name, not my own righteousness, but in the righteousness and in the death and in the resurrection of Jesus, I come to you. I come before your throne with confidence. Save your servant. I want to live for you. I want to exist for your glory Spread your love, reflect your glory to others. Save your servant who trusts in you. I rely upon you. I put my hope in you. I believe you. I put my confidence in you. You are my God. I look to you first. I trust in you most. I want you most. You are my God. I live for you. You are my God. Forgive me for all the ways that I am not living for you. Be gracious to me, O Lord. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. Forgive me for all the ways that I'm not faithful to you. Forgive me for all the ways that I am not your loyal servant. I don't spread your love. I don't share your, reflect your glory with others. I live for my own glory. And I spread the lack of love to others. Forgive me. Change me. Be gracious to me. For to you, Lord, do I cry. I call upon you all day long. To you I call. I have no hope but you. I have no trust but you. I look to you, for you are my God. Be gracious to me, Lord. Gladden the soul of your servant. Bring light to my life. Bring joy to my life. Brighten my life with your presence with your promise. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. To you. I lift up the things that make me anxious. To you, I lift up the things that cause me worry. The things that steal my joy and steal my gladness, I give to you. I lift to you. To you, O Lord, 
Do I lift up my entire soul, my entire life? I submit to you. I rest in you. I surrender it all to you. I give it all to you, for you are my God. I live for your will. I am your servant. Preserve my life. Guard my life. For in you I come. Be gracious to me, O Lord. For you, Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. I call upon you now, and I know that your steadfast love, Lord, great is your steadfast love toward me. Toward me, it says in verse 13, that I can come before you, and because you are the infinite I am, I can come before you as if it's just you and me, because you are infinite. You are 100% with me without being any less anywhere else, and that your abounding steadfast love toward me is something I trust in, something I can look to and depend upon, your great and steadfast love toward me, your goodness toward me. You have delivered my soul from death. Verse 15, but you, Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding and steadfast love and faithfulness. This is what I rely on now. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness and your mercy and your grace and your goodness. This is why to you I lift up my soul. This is why you are my God. This is why I want to be faithful to you. This is why I am your servant because I can trust you. I can trust in your abounding steadfast love. I can trust in your goodness. I can trust in your forgiveness because of your covenant with me through and in Jesus. And so I call upon you now. I lift up my anxiety to you. I lift up my whole life to you. I lift up my whole future to you. I lift up everything about my physical life to you, everything about my economic, my financial life I give to you, my possessions I give to you, my health I give to you, my relationships I give to you. My family, I give to you. My fears, I give to you. My work, I give to you. This year, I give to you. This month, I give to you. This day, I give to you. You're in charge. You're my God. I'm your servant. You are good and gracious and forgiving You are overflowing and abounding in steadfast love for me. And so to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Preserve me, O God, for I trust in you. You are my God. And I come before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.